When John Lennon met this week's guests backstage at the cavern, he had a message for them. Girls don't play guitars. Fortunately for fans of the first all-girl rock and roll band, he was wrong. Not only did the Liverbirds become one of the top attractions at the famous Star Club in Hamburg, but they continue to wow audiences today. The band's two remaining members, Mary McGlory and Sylvia Saunders, spoke to us behind the scenes at Liverpool's Royal Port Theatre. I'm Laura Davis. And I'm Ellen Kerwin. And this is Beatles City. So when they went to Hamburg, uh, they never really returned, did they? No, they just loved it so much that they never left there. And um, when they talk about it, it's really interesting because they had, they were very naive, I think. Mary in particular said she was very young. The first thing she did was go and look for a Catholic church because it was strange for her to be away from home. Um, and they were living in the middle of the red light district, but they really must have fallen in love with the city because they never came back to Liverpool apart from to visit. And three of them stayed in Hamburg. So you met them at the Royal Court where the show was about to start. Why have they returned? So there's a show at the Royal Court all about their lives and their incredible story. They'd only planned to come back to Liverpool for a short stay. They were surprising audiences by going on stage for the last few songs, sort of encore. But it just took off. They were signing autographs at the door. They told me that the cleaners were getting fed up because they couldn't actually finish cleaning the theatre because the audience just wasn't going home. And when I met them, they were off to buy some extra clothes because they weren't expecting to be here that long and certainly not expecting to be on stage every night, but they'd extended their stay for the full length of the of the show. <laughs> So I'm here at the Royal Court with Sylvia Saunders and Mary McGlory of the Liverbirds, the world's first all-girl rock and roll band. So that's quite a claim to fame. Well, yes, it is, of course, you know, because I don't think there were... There were sometimes maybe a group with one girl in or something, but never an all-female girl band. Was it something that was on your mind when you, when you first formed? Well, that was the idea behind it, yeah, because we'd seen uh, the Beatles playing at the cavern one night... And we just said to each other, oh, we can do that. And not, well, Valerie could play guitar, but none of the other ones could play anything at all. And then we went to Hesse's the next day and bought instruments and carried on from there. That's amazing. Yeah, because like Val was my best friend, really. And she, as Mary said, she could play. So I wanted to try and play guitar and I asked her to teach me. And um, my fingers were too small for the frets. So I said, right, I'll get a kit of drums. So we went off to Rushworth and Drapers and we got... A kiss of drums. Oh, brilliant. So, when you first saw the Beatles in the cabin, what, what was your reaction? What made you so excited? Oh, the whole atmosphere there, first of all, they looked good. Uh, they had Pete Best still at the time, and I was a big Pete Best fan. And we loved the way they sang and the way they moved on stage and the way the reaction of the crowd. Uh, that was, it was just so fascinating to see them. But for you, it wasn't that you wanted to be part of that crowd. You wanted to be on the stage. We wanted to be on the stage, yeah. Right away, we thought, well, you know, why can't girls do this as well? And that's what really encouraged us, yeah. So you went, you bought instruments. What happened next? Well, Mary um, used to go to the cavern more often than I did because I was a bit younger. And uh, But she used to go in with her guitar case empty and just so she could get in free. So then... Yeah. It could just go uh, straight to the doorman and there was a great big queue waiting to get in but say uh, we're going to be a group and so they let us in for nothing and uh, 
well, we start, then we thought we'd better start practicing. <laughs> so uh, we were all working in the daytime, even though we were only 16 and 17. And then we started practicing every night after work, going out at the weekends to look at the group so that we knew what was happening at the moment. And every weekday practicing in Sylvia's home or my home or uh, one of the others out of the group. Uh, just practicing the, in the parlor. In the parlour, as we called it then, nobody was allowed in the parlour unless you had visitors, it was closed, so that's where we used to rehearse. But then we went to the cabin one night and Bob Waller said to Mary, come with me. Yeah, he said, uh, come on then. I said, we're getting there, you know, we will be playing soon because we promised him, because he let us in for nothing, that our first gig would be at the cabin. And so he was beginning to get a bit, you know, when are you going to do it, when are you going to do it? And that one dinner time he said to us, um, would you like to come meet the boys? They've just come off stage, the Beatles. So we went in and there's John Lennon and Paul McCartney just getting changed. And John Lennon sort of looked at us and Bob Wallace said, this is going to be England's first all-female <laughs> band, he said. And uh, John Lennon just looked at us and said, no, girls don't play guitars. Cheek. Cheek of him, yeah. yeah. So that's what we did. Yeah. We did, we proved him wrong. And drums, of course, as well, not just guitars. Yeah. And But as we said later on, we think he was just saying that to maybe encourage us, because you know what it was like, you know. So maybe that's really, and it did encourage us. So what can you remember what you said back to him? I don't think we really said anything. We were just sort of flabbergasted. And right away, Paul McCartney joined in and said, I think it sounds like a good idea. So, you know, we said, well, we're going to prove him wrong. Yeah. Running down Matthew Street, we were saying, come on, (laughs) girls, let's get this. So we practised harder then. We practised more and more then. So did you ever get to see him again and say, hey, we did it? No, No. we never never got to see him again because they they were already, you could tell they were going to be very popular then. But, you know, nobody really knew how popular they were going to be. I did meet Paul McCartney once or twice years later. And he always said he was, they thought it was a great idea that we achieved us. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So what was, the, what was the next stage for you then? Where did you go from there? Well, um, after practising and things, and we'd had a few uh, articles in the Merseybees, uh, a man got in touch with us and said he'd like to be our agent. He came and watched us play a few times. Yeah. And um, then he started gigging us all over England. Um, we went all over from like from one, from Scotland right down to the south, London. Yeah. We just travelled up and down and done gigs there, which was fantastic. And we then played, We played with the Stones. The Stones. The Stones, their first, uh, I think it was I Want to Be Your Man, was just about entering the charts. And it was great being with them at that stage, and the Kings, the and Kings. loads and loads of other people. Yeah, there. and lots of lots of groups. We worked with a lot of groups uh, when we went to Hamburg. No, but before that, we went down to see uh, Brian Epstein mm-hmm. to be our manager and the Kinks manager. And in the end, they both wanted to manage us, but then we went off to the Star Club Hamburg because we had an offer to go, and we thought, right, we'll do that first and. Because everybody in them days wanted to play at the Star Club because the groups used to come back from the Star Club and they'd have the Star Club sticker on their guitar cases and that was what everybody wanted to have. So we thought we'd go over to Hamburg first, get that sorted and then come back and decide who's going to have the privilege of managing us, Brian Epstein or Larry Page. 
but we never came back. <laughs> and that, you know, that was at the start, even Brian Epstein had said that. Yeah. If you go to Hamburg, you won't come back, you know. And we said, oh, we will, we, we'll come back and we, we'll see you then. But as Mary said, we never did. It was just all over Europe. Manfred took us then all over Europe. We worked and it was great, just like the Beatles. When we used to go to other countries like uh, Holland and Norway, Sweden. We didn't actually go to Sweden, did we? It was, we did. We did oh, was it? To Sweden, of yeah. course. Oh, sorry. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we did actually. Yeah. Spain. And Spain. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere. And it just like the Beatles. When we arrived at the airport, there were crowds waiting for us and screaming and shouting. It was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. What was that like? Is it, you know, you, was, you were pretty young then, weren't you? You know, you, you hadn't just, had a lot of experience of life, I suppose, and then there you are, travelling the world. You know, we just seemed to not really th- uh, think about us, just got on with it and enjoyed every minute of us. Mm-hmm. And um, especially when Manfred wanted us to go to Japan, we turned down an offer for America with Chuck Berry to do a tour with him because we were playing so much between England, uh, between Germany, Holland and, and all them other places that we didn't even think, why should, you know, why should we go to America, we'll do that later. Yeah. And Hamburg, you were there for three, well, you were, initially, you, were, you were at the staff club for three years, weren't you? And then yeah. three of you stayed, yeah. just stayed. Yeah. What was it? What, what was so exciting about Hamburg? It was just absolutely fantastic. And also we played with Chuck Berry there, uh, Jimi Hendrix. And who was the Benny King? Benny King, yeah, you know, we didn't even think anything of it then because they were so big, and that we thought, oh, it was just a a natural. I don't know how how would you. It's now we realise what we did. You know, when we see all this happening, and especially the clay musical that's on at the Royal Court, there, we we just can't believe. We look at it, we say, did we really do that? We did. You know, it's now it's hitting us really more. Yeah, and even our brothers and sisters, you know, and they remember our days when we were practising every night and things like that. But after they'd seen the play, they, they, they just said, um, don't even talk to me, I'm just speechless. We didn't realise what you were really achieving. Yeah. And much of, some of my family, Stephen told me, my son, one of my sons, uh, yesterday, and said, Mother, he said, you wouldn't believe the table next to us was my grandson my friends, and they were all actually crying. He said, Mum, he said, it was absolutely fantastic. The play is absolutely fantastic. Are you surprised by the reaction? But we are, really. We are, we, we are, are, really, yeah, because we were thinking all the time, because this has been going on now, getting planned for the last two and a half years, and we were wondering, what's it got, what, you know, how are they going to get four girls to play like us, sing like us, and... Um, Talk like and, us. And... and, and <laughs> Uh, play, uh, act like us, or act at the same time. Yeah. And they are amazing. The first oh. time we've seen them, well, we've seen rehearsals, but they've just been dressed in the normal clothes with the normal hair. And the first time we've seen them with the clothes on, like we wore them, the wigs on, and singing and playing, we oh. cried. Yeah, we really did. It yeah. was so emotional. They just look and act. They have actually done their research as well, because, of course, on YouTube, we're there. You can see us on YouTube, and they must have really looked at us, and they portray us absolutely fantastic. And the boys also, the actors, they are fantastic because they portray other people, other groups that we met on our way 
Even our husbands. So, yeah, even our husbands wow. are in it, but we don't yeah. want to tell you too much because mm-hmm. you've got to come to the Royal Court yes. and see it. <laughs> <laughs> so how did it how did it work in terms of the script being written for the play? You sat down with the playwrights, did you? Well, um, a man called Paul, Paul Fitzgerald, he got in touch with me in Hamburg because he'd found us in the, in the internet and at the time our husbands were still alive and he got because my husband had a, uh, we had a small publishing company, so over the publishing company he found me and uh, said, could I write a small version of the, of our story for um, 60s website in, in Liverpool. So I sat down and I re- wrote a very short version of us and he got right back in touch and he said, no, he said, Mary, he said, uh, this isn't just a website, he said, this is a play. Yeah. And then he got in touch with Ian Salmon, a friend of his, and he, he did the script. And mm. so they, 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 they kept us in on, on us all the time. Yeah. And they got in touch with me because yeah. they didn't really tell them where yeah. they could contact me. Yeah. Yeah. And so they got in touch with yeah. us and we made a date, a blind date in Liverpool. <laughs> we didn't know who we were meeting and we had a uh, meeting with them and they bought us dinner, didn't yeah, they? they? We did. got yes, a nice yeah. lunch out of it. Yeah. It was lovely. And we all spoke and they just said, this is just going to be fantastic. We want to do it, so we said okay. And like I said, they've, they've kept us in us on every uh, little yeah. step that they've took. Rehearsals, uh, being in on all the rehearsals, and if anything wasn't right, we had they asked us to yeah. say, mm-hmm. and we did. But there was hardly anything. They they, they portray us absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah, they do, yeah. Oh, that's mm. great. Going back to when you first arrived in Hamburg, yeah. What was that like? Where were you living? How? What was it like when you went out on the street? Well, as, as long as there was a church there, first of all, that was all right for Mary, because she was going to be a nun before she actually played the guitar. Okay. So as soon as we arrived there, we had to find the church. And what did you expect? But right next to the Star Club in the red light district is a church. Wow. So that was a big relief for us. And we couldn't believe it. You know, when you walk around the court, well, it took a while for us to get to Hamburg because Sylvia was underage, so she had to get court permission to go. So the people in the Star Club, they'd been saying every day, they'll be here tomorrow, they'll be here tomorrow. And this carried on for quite a few weeks. And when we did get there, they picked us up at the train station because we went on the train, took us to the hotel just to have a quick uh, wash and took us straight to the Star Club. So we didn't really realise that it was right in the middle of the red light district. And when we went on stage that night, that night, because the people had been waiting so long, they were going hysterical. And for us, it was like, we just couldn't believe it. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And there was a, a little thing about the Star Club. They had all these, a big balcony, it was a massive balcony, and they had all these lights and downstairs. And if they liked you, they used to swing the lights so we just kept looking to see if these lights were swinging and then all of a sudden all the lights started swinging. We said, that's it, we've done it, you oh, know. Amazing. Mm. Even the girls, because um, yeah. the, the barmaids in the start club were beautiful and all the crews when they used to come back, they were always in love with one of the barmaids. And we thought, well, you know, how are they going to react to us? Maybe they might be jealous or think we're going to take their boyfriends off them or something. So it was really important that the barmaids started to swing the lights as well, and they did. Yeah, oh, and they became great friends of ours, yeah. really. Everybody was fantastic with us. Did you have a different experience because you were women, do you think? Well, um, we didn't have any bad experiences. Of course, um, it was the first time that women had played like we did at the Star Club. 
but I think what helped us a lot is that Manfred Weisslater, the owner of the Star Club, he was like a mafia boss of the red light district and he became our manager. So nobody would ever dare do or try yes. anything on us, you yeah. know. Because as we as Mary was saying, yeah. he was like the mafia boss there. Yeah. He owned most of that street. And when we used to walk down all the bouncers and say, Don't go near them girls, they are Manfred's girls. Oh. Yeah, so we were protected, which we didn't realise how much we were protected. And, the, we? and the young boy, our boys that were our fans, they couldn't do enough for us, could yeah. they? And the nice thing was, we both met our husbands at the Star Club, so and we've both been married f- 50 years to them, which was fantastic, you know. How did you meet them at the club? Well, <laughs> I met my husband backstage. He happened to be, because it was dark, as we were coming off in the dark, and in the back, and all of a sudden his hand touched he, something. He was in the group, he was he was in the, group the Big Six. Yeah, yeah. He was in the Big Six, who there was very popular there as well. And his hand sort of touched somewhere on my body, and he went, Oh, that's not a fella. <laughs> and I said, No, he said so. And then afterwards we met for a drink, and we got to know each other a lot more, and that was it, yeah. Brilliant. And Mary, she's... My husband was chairman. Um, he was still going to school, really, but, you know, at the stage where he was doing his GCs, and he was in an amateur group singing in Germany and just started dancing with them one night. And, yeah, that we both were married for over 50 years. Yeah. Both of them died at the same yeah. time, more or less, two oh. and a half years ago. And this, as we say, as Mary said, it was sad. Um, also happy now because this has kept us going as they died it was a horrible thing and we both understood each other because they died within 16 days of each other and so this now musical taking two and a half years to get to it's brought us so much happiness we've not had time to really be sad every day whereas i'm sure we would have been it has actually really made us stronger and grace, you know, for this. We're so grateful for it. And what's it been like then to see people play them on stage? Oh, well, amazing, at first it, it yeah. was a bit, oh God, oh. and even now every night we go, oh, look, there he is. <laughs> you know, even though it's not them personally, we just go, oh gosh, look. <laughs> or especially because Pam and Val are out of the group, they both yeah. died as oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Pam died about 10 years ago and Valerie died just before my husband. And to see them portrayed on stage, Val, the girl that plays Val, she's a fantastic guitarist, because Val was as well. And she looks like her every movement. She's got long black hair, wig on her. You swear it was Val? You swear. People even thought, who knew Val, they said, God, I can't believe that wasn't Val. You know, but all the other girls as well are absolutely fantastic. They do portray us, as I say. Just brilliant. Everything is right, yeah. The girl that plays Pam, she's a bit smaller than Pam. But that doesn't disturb you because Pam was quite tall, really. But the way she plays her, everything is right. And the girl that plays me, the bass player, she she does it so perfectly because I was very naive at first when we went over there. And she does it so yeah. well, doesn't she? And I was there? the cheeky one. Yeah. And the drummer, she actually portrays me. She must have been looking at some, some footage somewhere because it is just me as well. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, what happened? Why, why did it all come to an end? Well, well it was my fault. Oh. My fault and John's. So I became pregnant. And so I had some problems and trouble. So the doctor said, if you carry on, you're going to lose this baby. So the natural thing was we wanted the baby. So I left. Mm-hmm. And then, and then um, 
Valerie is at, uh, had a boyfriend who had a bad accident, but you have to see that. She had to leave when Manfred Weisler wanted to send us to Japan. So she couldn't leave her boy, boyfriend at that time for six weeks. So Manfred Weisler found uh, two other girls, because this is like four years after we started, and there were a few more uh, female musicians. He found two German girls, and we went to Japan with them. Japan thought we were fantastic, yeah. and they even wanted us to go back again three months later. Mm-hmm. But Pam and I didn't enjoy it anymore, because we needed the other two. And we decided, well, this has all been fantastic. We've had a fantastic time. Japan's been great, and this is a good time to stop. And we were only 22 and 23 when yeah. we stopped. Do you regret that at all? No, not really. No, no, no. we had a great time. As we always well, say, yeah, yeah. we started as friends and we ended as friends. Yeah. There was never mm. no thing, somebody, a big argument, and one went, no. We started as friends and ended as friends. Quite an accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, and yeah. you stayed friends. Yeah, we yes, stayed friends. Yes, yeah. I go over to Hamburg and Mary. Of course, she's got family here when she's coming. I always try to, to make arrangements to come because now I'm living in Glasgow because mm-hmm. uh, we went off to Benidorm. We entertained in Benidorm in John and Sylvia's bar for 35 years. And uh, my husband was Scottish and my son lives in Scotland. And he said, Mum, come home now. It's time to stay the grandchildren and it was so yes it was the right move but Mary has been and I, I stayed in Germany all the time got married to Frank and had two children we've all got two children and um, grandchildren. grandchildren now so it was the right decision to make definitely and yeah. they're all so very proud of us now they came on the first performance and we didn't tell them much about it because we said no we're not telling you and they didn't really want to know because they said we want to see it and they were just fascinated with it. And my family were texting people, my son saying, God, you want to see your nana on stage? She's absolutely going berserk. <laughs> and my, my kids all came as well, and grandchildren. And um, one of my granddaughters said to me later after the show, you are the coolest nana in the world. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's brilliant. <laughs> so now we're the coolest nanas. <laughs> <laughs> so you go on at the, is it the last song? Yeah. Yes, we go on stage, yeah. Yeah, so you try not to give it away. No, it's okay. No, you can say, yeah, yeah. What's it like, both both being back up there playing together? Oh, it's, just God, it's great, isn't yeah. it? Mm. We just look at each other like we used to, yeah. and it's fabulous. And you know, fabulous. the girls, they're just, they encourage us. Yeah, oh, they and encourage us, yeah. So we all get together at the end now, in the front row, and all bow together. And yeah. It was strange because... Just by chance, um, because of uh, a, sh- a short documentary that went out in Germany about a year ago, people asked us if maybe we could do a few concerts in Germany. And we, there's two very good female musicians, and they're really well-known in their own rights, but they were big Lagerbird fans. So we've done th- three gigs in Germany in the past six months six months isn't it with yeah. these two girls and it's amazing and it, it's lovely to yeah. think that we encourage them to yeah, actually play because yeah. they said it's such a privilege to play with you they were so yeah. you know we, we just thought oh it's great we've got two girls but I was about the, you know, they go, oh no it's a privilege to play with you we're so privileged which yeah. you, you you made us want to play well you started it yeah, all. yeah yeah 
So that's nice. And it's yeah. the same here when we come off stage here, and it was the same at the gigs in, in Germany. That it's lots of young people as well, yeah. and they're coming up to us after we do the last number here. It takes us ages to get ages out of the to theater, get out of the theatre because there's people come with autographs and things, and even the young ones are saying to us, "You are going to be our idols. We want to be like you. We want our children to be yeah, like you." Yeah, it's and absolutely like fascinating. That. It's, it's fascinating yeah. to see young ones, even if you know what I mean, coming up to us like that. We just can't believe it. Yeah. And also, we've got CDs. Also, here in the theatre after the show, they come by and they've run out of them. They've had to send off for some more. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Which is great. Oh, go on. Wow. <laughs> Keep buying them. We've got on a world tour now. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> We're hoping, actually, we are hoping it's going to tour, you know, because, and so is the director and also the Royal Court and people in Ian Sam and everyone that has been involved in it. They're really hoping that this is going to start touring now. Mm-hmm. And what's it like for you being back in Liverpool at the moment? Oh, we love Liverpool. We love, don't we love we? Liverpool, yeah. We've always come back, yeah. you know. Um, We've always said this yeah. is our home. Yeah. Even when abroad. Still yeah. got the accents. Yeah. We're yeah. <laughs> abroad. As we said, we yeah. used to always get off flights to come back and say, oh, we're going home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we'd never, we never wanted to lose our accents. No. You know, some no, people no. try and uh, want to lose it, but we never did. Oh, no. And the longer we stayed, the stronger it goes. So by the time we finished on the 2nd of November, we will have... We'll be proper scousers. Probably can't speak German anymore. (laughs) Sylvia and Mary, thank you very much. Okay, thank you. You're welcome, thank you. If you're enjoying Beetle City, please remember to subscribe, rate and review it on your favourite podcast app. We'll be back next week looking at the explosion of Beatles tourism in Liverpool.